Okay, we got to do Genesis. So who wrote the first five books of the Bible? Moses. As far as we can figure. <clears throat> Moses. He's the common Yes, there's, very, there's hardly anybody who contradicts that. But it's not like Moses wrote at the top of it by Moses. Okay? Um, so we have looked at so far the creation, most of the creation of, well, the creation of the earth and then most of what was put in the earth. What did we start with when we talked about? Okay. We talked about um, the void and the what and Eden was there. Okay. Like a there was nothing there, but we talked about there being nothing there. And then, but we don't think it was the sun. Yeah. The light. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you guys talk about... We talked about the Did you guys talk about an unusual theory when you... Um, when you reviewed last week about what the Earth was like before, oh, is that where it's like where it's I don't think formless and void? But there's like dinosaurs and stuff. Like, okay, like that can kind of be thrown in there a little bit. I yes. So very funny thing, and at least I don't think that Levi talked to him about this because we don't usually. But we are doing the same series that the adults are doing, but unplanned. They are also doing Genesis. The, at least the creation, I don't know how much farther they're going with it. So, <clears throat> Pastor was talking about a theory that, which, um, this is just, this is not saying this is what happened, but it's an interesting thing to think about. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's not gospel. Haha. Anyways, so the where it says formless and void, the actual Hebrew word is translated to chaos. Okay. So there was like a whiteout. Well, so what? So if you think about what chaos is, chaos. God doesn't make anything that is chaos, right? Everything is orderly. Chaos implies sin or something fallen. So the theory is that there may have been another earth, another race of beings or something that was totally destroyed, maybe by water or whatever, and then God started a totally new thing, which is us. It makes sense if they're destroyed by water because the, it said that there was like water all over. Right. Or, or it couldn't have not been by water or whatever. Anyways, maybe it was an underwater realm. I mean, who knows? Okay, so right. This is a whole, this is not to muddy the waters with your religion, but just to think about an interesting idea, okay? Anyways, that was our little rabbit trail for formless and void. Okay. Now. You're talking about the water cycle. Oh, yes, we did. Last week you did? Yes. Okay, what about it? The, okay, so the one where it was like, verse 7, where it was like, uh, under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. So, like, we were talking about, like, he separated the water and, like, water as in, like, water vapor. 
Okay, yep. And like created like a closed cycle. Yes. Because it's Right. There's and how did they get water to water the plants? Because they need water, right? Yeah. It rained. It was. No, it did not rain until oh, dew. Dew. It was dew. Dew. Um and it also says that water came up from the ground, which I don't know, maybe that's like there were more springs around, or I don't know, right? So we don't know exactly how that system worked. <clears throat> what else did you talk about with the firmament and separating land and water and? Um, like the light, the next thing I have is, um, the, the light gave like, Gives like reference and truth, so like you can. We talk, Levi talked about the dark cave, where like it's so dark that you can't even have like a concept of where what your hand is mm -hmm. relative to you. So we talk about that light brings like physical like re uh, uh, like reference, but also like it could be like truth in the world. Yep. We talk about how light and darkness like represents good, so he separated that. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh, yes. So what was a key thing that's not directly explained about when he first created light, but you can infer from the story? Because what day did he create light on? It was the First day. The, first? the first day. Okay, what day does he create the sun, the moon, and the stars? A different day. And we talked about Revelation and how it was like, hey, the sun doesn't matter because he's here. So yes, the, in, when the new earth is created, there will be no sun or moon. I, I would assume no stars. And that Jesus is going to provide all the light needed. So in the beginning, before he created the, he did the firmament, he created the plants, all the things that are green, they all lived off of his light. And then later he creates the sun for when he is gone to provide the light. Okay. So very interesting thing. Um, Um, so plants, did you talk anything about plants? Or did you just briefly talk about it? Oh, they didn't die. Okay, oh, that's yeah. good, oh, right? How about trees? They don't die, Have you heard about that place? Oh, I'm not gonna remember where it is. No, well there is the Redwoods. It's out west somewhere. Um, I think it's Arizona or New Mexico or something, but it's called like the Petrified Forest. Oh, I've. I've it's essentially it's not standing upright, but there's all these petrified trees, which means that a tree turned into rock, and they're like ginormous, lying on the ground. How big are they? Like the redwood size. Oh my God. Um, so maybe those are. I would say those are probably left over from after the flood, right? We know that lots of things were turned into rock. 
We'll talk about this more when we get to the flood, but things like coal, that is all plant mass that's been covered up by earth and crushed and compressed until it made coal. We talked about how uh, there was the mountains and then there was the flood and it came down and it like washed the trees and go over to the mountain and there's like coal all over the Right. Yep. So similar to that, that's what these petrified trees. Of course, there are other ideas, um, evolutionary ideas of how they got there. Just an interesting thing to point out. So that is evidence of large, massive trees that existed pre-flood. Okay. Um, so yes, no death, right? Not yet. Talk about birds and fish at all. Um, Maybe. I don't. Babies, and the babies don't die, so there's a lot. Oh, right. yeah, and God knows how many birds. Like, if a bird died, we wouldn't know, but I'd be like, oh, look, there's another bird that died. What? <laughs> You're right. She's, she's, she's referring to Matthew, right? Where. Oh, he knows, like. He knows every, oh. every um, flower in the field, every bird in the sky. He keeps track of them all, right? He knows every hair on your head. Can you talk about the trees eating other kinds? Or is that a What do you mean? Like, we there's a seed, is it the trees, the trees and the seeds so that, that keep inside their kinds? Oh, yeah, we talked about genes. Oh, yeah, like there didn't have to be, there probably, like there could have been, but we said that there could have been like maybe like 10 breeds of dogs <coughs> in the beginning. Right. And then, like, they, like, bred, like, other dogs. And there's the most perfect dog, which is the first dog. Because, right, or I guess potentially a wolf that was not infested with sin, so it's a friendly dog that ate grass or plant. Because remember, everything is vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Everything is. That's not to say that you should be a vegetarian today. That is not my stance. Because now but, it's too much grass that like, throws up. Do you want to know why my stance is that you shouldn't be a vegetarian? Because when the sheets of animals came down, God said eat. Okay, that is, that is one reason. There's a much earlier reason in Genesis. Because we have to read over the animals. Um, you could argue that in either way. I could see a good argument on either side for that. God wanted the lamb, not the vegetables and the fruit. Yes. Who made the first sacrifice? God. God did. He killed. He was the first one to kill anything and made clothes out of it. And I would kind of guess they. He might not have wasted the meat. They might have eaten the meat from whatever. Anyways, that's my. That's just a. Maybe we'll talk more when we get to that about that stuff. But throwing it in there. All right. So we're gonna get to our lesson tonight. <laughs> mammals. Okay. Yes. Did you talk about mammals? Obviously, you did a little bit because you talked about genetics. Yeah. Um, what's the most important mammal, though? Me. Yeah. Humans. Humans, right? Okay, so that's what we are going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about mankind or 
politically correct humankind, right? Um, so let's go ahead and we're going to start off with Genesis chapter 1. Oh, I wrote that wrong in my Bible, in my notes. Chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And okay, let- pause there. And somebody read verse 27 now. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay. So, here, what do we see again that's interesting? This is, that is proof of the three personages of God. Well, in 26 it said, let us make men out of our image. And us. And 27 said, so God created man in his own image. Okay, good. So create man in our which is plural, right? I think you all know. You're all at that point in in the English language, right? That you know, plural and singular. Right. Most of the time. <laughs> like. So, Justin, I say that because we spent a lot of time talking about, right, Jesus and the Holy Spirit being there and God being there and the Father. That This is just another play, point that shows that they did this together. Um, <clears throat> so this moment is... This is probably one of the most incredible moments on earth. That one of the most that ever happened. Because it is the inception of a... Even You could even go on to say that this is one of the most amazing things that happens in all of the time-space continuum. In the whole universe, okay? And I don't even care if there are aliens out there. Oh, we talked a little bit about Because if there are, they don't even matter that much because this is far more wonderful than whatever they might be. This is more wonderful than the angels, This is something that's more powerful than, um, than even the death angel and Gabriel combined. What happens here? Why is this so incredible? Yes. Yes. What does that mean? We've talked about this. Oh, I forgot to bring something that I was going to... I had something that I was going to use for an object lesson, but I forgot it. It's okay. Um, So what does that mean? Because that is... Right, we talked about Genesis can kind of be mysterious sometimes because it's so long ago and there are no eyewitnesses today, obviously, (laughs) other than Jesus. Um, So what does it mean to be made in his image? That's kind of a weird thing that you're like, whoa, 
image. It makes you stop and wonder about it. Okay. Why, why would you say choice? Okay, so we're t Gideon's talking about free will, right? You, got, you guys do any like philosophy units or anything? Do you talk about it in his when you do like world history at all? Yes, college likes to talk about philosophy when you get there. Yes. Okay. Well, hold on. We're gonna pause for a minute. We're not ready to get to that quite yet. Um, I want you to first think about what it means to make something in an after another image. Like a portrait? Okay, that's good. It's like, it's what, how were portraits done They're meant to before the iPhone? You sit there for hours and somebody looks at you and it's a Okay. It's an image. It looks kind of... People used to paint people, right? Or what's another way that before paintings, because paintings, if you really want it to last a really long time. Mosaics. Okay, you could do a mosaic. The Romans are famous for that. They A statue, right? Like, what did you say? A statue, okay. A bust, right? That's what they call it. If it's your shoulders up, that's a bust. Like in the museum. Yes, that's right. So now, if you look at like a, ro a marble bust of Julius Caesar, how accurate do you think that is of Julius Caesar? Probably not very accurate. I think fairly accurate. I mean, like okay. I just looked at him, but like it's did hard they, to get it exactly. Yeah, we believe that's a pretty common thing for them to have made them look a little nicer, you know. Because, think about it, if you are just a artist, even if it were today, let's say that some, this is because our president, you're like, eh, we elected him, you know, there's always a little bit of that. In theory, okay, let's say just across history, let, let's say Putin called you up and said, Audrey, I want you to come and draw a picture of me, and I'm gonna hang it up in the Moscow whatever building. Now, <laughs> let's say that Audrey gets there and... I don't wanna be put in a Russian prison, so I am... Let's say that Putin, you don't even know it, but he had a stroke and one whole half of his side was, face was just droopy. Would you draw him with one side of his face droopy? No, because I... Why not? Because I get angry. Don't want to be the left to tell them that Okay, so yeah, so we think that people made them look better than they were supposed to. But, um, so that's also not accurate, right? It's still not accurate representation. Do you want to know what the definition of um, the Hebrew word for when it says that God made man in our image. Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know how accurate this is because I don't study Hebrew. I just Google. Okay? <laughs> but this is what it says. It says that it is means imitating the original. Okay? So imitating um, means you're trying to 
copy it or do something similar, right? It means it's representative, which that's even more so, right? Where you can make something, if you drew, I'm gonna draw that pine tree out there that is an odd looking pine tree with that we put the ornaments on. Oh my gosh, it looks, oh, it's beautiful. It's a pine tree, right? It looks, yes. Well, right. but it, the idea is that it's... It's representative. You need to and you look at it and you know what it is, but it's not. Like yes, right, that's what, because we have all kinds of things that are representative. How about you see a tractor on a diamond sign by the side of the road? Tractor now, is that what a real tractor looks like? No. No, but it's representative of it. All right. Uh, another de definition, which I like this one, it's like a shadow of it or a reflection of it. Okay. Not quite the same, not perfect, but it's... To, so, really, you could say that we are made like God. What Doesn't do mean... We can be like... That now, what does that mean? We spent all this time talking about what examples, metaphors of that. What does that mean to be like God? We're kind of, sort of like him, and we're maybe, maybe kind of, sort of resemble him, but we're not well, perfectly exactly like him. That's why we all look different. That's why we're not. And it doesn't necessarily mean looks like Jesus looked like looks like a human yeah, but it could be it's like a free will aspect where like I mean we are depth of understanding and knowledge and like, is like so limited but the idea that we can think for ourselves okay that is that's what a lot of like, people agree as to being free will um Think for yourself. Because like you, you look at like a dog or like a, you know, a horse or whatever, and like, they can't. They have intelligence yeah, more than other animals, but there's something missing there, yeah, right? That's different, us. huh? They're not us. They're not us. Okay. <laughs> right. So I, the bottom line, I will, is I don't know exactly what that means because I've never seen. I've never seen what we are a shadow of, right? Right. We just seen the shadow. If you were to just see a shadow of a tree, tells you a little bit about it, but not a whole lot, right? Okay. Like something you didn't even know. Well, you don't even see the color of it. You don't even have the color. Okay. So free will. That's good. Um, how about this? <clears throat> You're made up of a couple different parts, right? We've talked about this. If you have, this is you. Spirit and your being. You have your mind, right? That's kind of, that's part of the thinking. What did you say, Audrey? Your spirit. Soul. Or soul and spirit. And we've said that your soul is, it is a part that is, stays with you when you die. And, but it's more like your personality, right? 
and then your spirit is a totally different thing that um, is really hard to put your finger on because it's dead for a, for a while, right? When does it come awake? Right. Jesus is what makes it alive, okay? So it's almost like, you know, the longer that you wait, the less time you have to work on your spirit. So what do we know about God? If we have, right, we've done this before. God has a soul. The Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And yeah, and the Holy Spirit could, like, represent, like, mind, body, or, I mean, mind, soul, spirit. But not, I mean, I mean not really, like, but there is the spirit, right? Yeah. Because never, I mean, sometimes the Holy Spirit is represented as something like the dove, or it's like the water, oh, it's, yeah, like it's like the wind, it's, like, it's like the fire, but it's never, there isn't like a body at least as we're given. But then the son, right, Jesus has a body. He actually had a body like ours, okay? And then the father, I mean, that's where it starts to divulge and we don't know what that's like, okay? Something totally different. So that's how another way that we are made in his image. Um, then we also, um, along with the free will, other capabilities that we have that are similar to God. Things that you find out through the Bible. What does God have in his personality and that he experiences that we all have? What? Okay. We could say fruits of the Spirit, right? It is. And then we have, um, how about love? Okay, God's capable of emotions. We see him, he's even angry, right? Oh, yes. Because he's like, why are these temples in the temple? Jealousy. God? Yep. Mm-hmm. It said, doesn't it say that God is a jealous God? He is a jealous God. Sarah got anyone but him because he's Now, what's what's a case where it would be good if you were jealous? Oh, jealous of somebody good, like a good person. That's nice. Like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could be more like them. No. No. I would say jealous of somebody who is closer to God than you. Like, I would be closer to God. That was similar to what Phoebe said, which isn't necessarily a bad thing to desire something. If we're talking about God, then he's jealous uh, if you are serving another God because yes. he wants to be the only God that you serve. Okay. Because he should be the only Oh, yes. yes. So how does that relate to humans? So we're talking about the creation of mankind and man. Who are we missing? The spirit. No. 
in a very practical sense. For the first, we haven't gotten there yet, but how does God create humans? From the ground. From the ground. Breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. What was the key word that I used there? Life. That breath. some people would, wouldn't like anymore. Man. I said his Man. nostrils, right? Yes. So who are we missing? Woman. Woman. Okay, do you know how she's made? From his rib. God puts him to sleep, takes his rib out, and it says closes his flesh back up. So he somehow made a cut, a surgery, right? And then he made, I'm not, I mean, I maybe Levi will talk about this next week, but I don't even know what to tell you about why God did it that way. Because it, it's odd why a rib. The best thing that we've talked about is that it shows closeness, like, that a rib is really close well just to it's a sensitive place it's close to you like right next to your side like symbolic of that right because if you break it you could die depending well i just mean like when you hug somebody or when you oh. close all right right you put your arm around them Right? Okay. So it's symbolic of that kind of thing. Now, not to get too far off. So, woman, and then we have the first marriage, right, of Adam and Eve. What then does that have to do with jealousy? Was, um, were they jealous? Did, did Satan make them jealous of God because they wanted to eat from the tree? Um, you know? So, you're, yes, that's like a, a, sin, a prideful sin, but that would be a sin. God, if God is jealous, God doesn't and sin, right? So, if we share that emotion, could somebody be jealous? Of their spouse. Yes. Yes. Let's say something more relatable, closer to your your age group. Say you are dating somebody, or you have interest in somebody, and they're just not doing anything necessarily wrong, but they're just laughing at somebody else's jokes, another girl's or another guy's jokes, just think it's so funny, oh, look. and you're jealous. You want to be the only one that they know Okay, right, this, well, I mean, but you, now I wasn't saying that that situation was necessarily a good reason to be jealous, but that, Emotion comes out of a purity where you are supposed to be together, to be one, and that there nobody to come between you, right? Once you're married, obviously. Just like Gideon said that we are supposed to be loyal to God, that we that He is jealous of us and doesn't want us to serve 
another God or to stray away from him, right? We talk about that the church is supposed to be married to Jesus, to be his bride, okay? So this is baked into humanity that we are supposed to be, have this picture of marriage that's between a man and a woman and to be forever in total loyalty and um, not just loyalty, but dedication to one another, okay? Um, oh, another one that I'm going to throw in there. Well, for, how about order? Humans thrive on order. Okay, we're made to be creatures of order. You may not think, think that when you go home to your house <laughs> or your room. But we feel much better when things are in order. Right? We lean towards, if you're going to <clears throat> lay stuff out, you do it in a line, right? If you're trying to keep track of something, you count it. You don't just pilot. Right, that's the tendency. Or if you're going to do. And then lastly, this is what I was talking about, is how about creativity? That is a specifically a human thing. When you compare us to all the other animals in the amount of creativity we have, and like the next closest thing is like a raven or a monkey. <laughs> and the best that they can do is, well, I'll take a stick to stick in this ant hole and get ants out that I can eat it. That's about as creative as I can get. You know, that's a little bit, but that's my point is look how little bit of creativity they have compared to us created in God's image. They imitate, they imitate, right. And they're definitely not making a joke or writing a song or writing poetry with their language, right? Yes. It's um, so this, um, and then we have love here, though. This is, I think, the most important thing to come back to to how we are created in God's image and why we have God made us to have this bond with Him. We come back to love. Um, because, for one, love requires free will. Yes. All right? You have silly supposals now about AI and people having relations, like romantic relationships with AI. And what? what? Yeah, there, there are stories out there and even like movies and be, this is, this is the, the fallen, sinful, and atheistic view of humans and what it means to be human, okay? There's, people are saying, well, eventually AI is going to be just like us or be better than us and surpass us. But why would you want that? Well, I, I agree, I agree. It's strange, okay? AI can't come up with anything on its own. It just takes what we have. 
Yeah, it's all like crazy. Oh, tr yes, I know, I know. I'm you're preaching to the choir on this, but I'm telling you how how fallen and just just odd and twisted thinking that you get from taking God out of everything. Okay, as far when you get away from that, so love requires another thing that we haven't talked about yet directly that makes us different from the animals that we eat is conscience, consciousness. I think I spelled that right. What does that mean to be conscious? Um, no, a tree is alive. Does a tree know it's a tree? To be aware of your surroundings. So people have tried to define what consciousness is for a very, very long time. They still are because it is like, kind of like love. How do you put your finger on what it is exactly? You can talk about things that, well, it's definitely that or it's definitely not that. But this is another thing that God has put in us that we have different from all of the animals. And a way that uh, before consciousness became more of a common word to use to talk about it back longer ago that they used to use to define, differentiate, differentiate us from apes and monkeys and whatever else was a soul. We have a soul versus the animals do not. So, um, hold on. So, everybody points to love as being something that is a human thing. No? What else loves? How do they love you? They don't really love why does your dog love you? Because you feed it to it. Because you're good to it. And it likes me. It's conditional. If you start, if you decided that you were going to just hit your dog ten times every day, how long until he turned against you? Probably not. One day. It'd probably be longer than that, since you've had him a long time, right? He already knows, well, he knows that you've been good to him for a long time. He likes cats. Now, if you were to, to... Your dog doesn't, like, make the choice of, like, I'm going to love you just even He goes back off of instinct, right? It's instinctual for him, oh, somebody give me food, somebody give me a warm place, I love you. All right. I mean, that's very simplistic. We don't really understand totally what goes on, but it's not the same thing as the way a human loves, okay? Because that comes back to free will, all right? Um, hmm. So... Our love, though, as human as humans, is it perfect? No. No. Okay. It's it's a 
now, because of sin, it's a poor reflection from who we got love from. Who do we get love from? God. God. Okay. And I'm going to extend that out to Jesus because he's the one who fully expressed it here on earth to us, right? Through his death, through him choosing to become a lower being, taking on our human form. And this brings me back to the body because he took um, our fallen body and he, he is going to make it perfect one day, right? How is he going to make our body perfect one day? When we're in heaven. Take away the limitations of our body, like health stuff. Okay. Like disease and. Some of that's a restoration, right, of what we once were, because Adam and Eve weren't supposed to die. They weren't. Okay, but we also, like you said, it's going to have removed some limitations, because Adam and Eve, as far as we can tell, were never able to just transport from one end of the world to the other through another dimension. And like the, the knowledge limitations where like we Okay, yep. A lot of stuff that we just don't know. Okay. Isn't there wasn't there like studies where like our brain like when it's working at like like the super smartest people only actually use like a, a tiny percentage of their brain and like the oh, brain storage and that kind of thing. Yes. So, because only part of your brain is used for like thinking, and the rest of it is used for like, like, everything else. I, okay, yes. Technically, so I've heard both. I'm not. For everything it needs to be. I, I don't know well enough to comment on that, but I understand what you're saying that we have limited ability, right? All right. Um, so, let's take it. A step further we're talking about a perfect body so once we have that perfect body we will be able to do our ultimate purpose perfectly right we all have a purpose what is that purpose as a human not necessarily your you here in he shall be Maple Street Johnny Cake Lane person what? Give God the glory. Right? To choose God, Audrey said, to give God the glory. What did you say? The same thing? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, are you all right, so, talking about like, the, the like, share God's word? Because that's like, no, not like, nope. that's like our That's spot. not our purpose. That, that's, that's your... That's a mission. That yes, very good, very good. That is our mission for now because once the new earth is created, that mission will be no longer needed. Um, let's go to Isaiah 43. After Psalms and Proverbs, we get Isaiah. At the end of Isaiah 43, verse 7. If Audrey can read that when we get there. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him from 
my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Okay, so we have, we're looking at that man was made by God. And then it shows previously that our purpose is for his glory. What does it mean to give something glory or someone glory? Okay, give it a place of honor. Okay, to give credit to. Um, what are ways that we glo- give people glory in our culture? We talk about what they have. Winning, okay. A trophy, yeah. an award, a plate, a brick in a building. We have all these. Writing a chapter in a telegram. Yeah. Okay, yes. All these things, right, to say, Ooh, look at what I did. Our. So, the greatest way that God expressed love for us is that He died for us. Right? Jesus said, greater love has no man than he who lays down his life for a friend. And for him to express his love greatly and be glorified, you would have to be his... I just said, Jesus said, greater love has no man than... He who lays down his life for a friend, if you got, you have to be his friend, right? Which Audrey said he wants to have a relationship with you. That's a purpose of you. And then to glorify him, you need to accept that friendship. All right, so that's the beginning of how to do that. Now, I want you to look at chapter 3 of Genesis. Go back to Genesis. In verse 8, if um, Natalia, you can read verse 8. This is Adam and Eve. Sorry, I should have told you that. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Okay. This has been so weird because it's like it's like that one picture of like an elephant trying to hide behind the trees. Like, so I can see you. Yes. Right. Turn sideways. Um, but why from this verse we take that and it doesn't say directly that this that it was every night that God did this. That's what the cool of the day means means the evening. But we have extrapolated, extrapolated, taken from this, expanded out okay. from this verse. Well, she's looking confused. <laughs> that God walked with Adam and Eve every night. Oh, yes. Okay. Or in the garden, probably. You know, there could have been a beach in the garden. But, but the point is, if you walk with, what do you do when you walk with somebody? If you talk. And there are there is scientific studies that have shown that one of the best things mentally, both for 
like longevity for avoiding like dementia and Alzheimer's, but also for like your day to day to like calm down, to reset, to process problems in your life is to walk. Just even if you're by yourself to walk and then to walk with someone as somebody to talk with. So we see that this is something that Adam and Eve are doing with Jesus. They are walking through the garden with him. Jesus, because anytime you see God on earth, it is almost always Jesus, unless otherwise shown. And um, this is what man is made to do, to be with God, to commune with God. And if he doesn't, if you don't do what you're made to do, you die. I mean, let's think about, now this is of course after the fallen world, but what happens if a tree stops producing fruit? Or just... It dies because there's no like seed to breathe. Right, that even the species dies, right? There's no fruit produced, becomes extinct. Now, I know we're, we are at near the end here. This is the foolishness of the world. All other beliefs um, of how we arrived here today as humanity can be summed up in one statement. If you take evolution, atheism, agnostic, Muslim, well, they do believe in some sort of, but Buddhism, Confucianism, if you really dig down to what is at the heart of it, they are saying, no one made me, I answer to no one, and I am my own purpose and ruler. I am God. Because if you don't want to answer to anybody, you're saying that you are the end-all, be-all. And in fact, that's exactly what Satan tempts Eve and then through Eve, Adam, into doing by accepting and eating the fruit is to say that you can be your own God. You can be like God. And if you take um, the most popular idea that man evolved from monkeys or any other variation, you know, from fish to frog to, and follow the line, however they think. Or if you think, or now a new fun or popular one to think is, well, aliens came and planted people here, like. Well, no, like, like genetically created humans here, like. It's just be like, here. This is why. This is why. Because if that's the case, if either you evolved from monkeys or you're some just you showed up here without a god, that you are random, you have no purpose or responsibility except to yourself. Okay. It's appealing at first because you can just do whatever you want then. 
You decide your morals. You decide what's right and wrong. But the problem is, is that things become arbitrary. They're relative. They don't, it depends on whatever you feel like at the moment. And you have to conclude that love is just evolved as a necessary way to procreate, to further the species, to thrive as species, and nothing more. It's just chemical synapses in your brain that give you dopamine and make you feel good, and it's what mother nature or evolution has deemed necessary. That's pretty depressing. Why, why would you care about anything with that? It, this is, this is, although you won't hear anybody talk about why there's so many suicide rates are up, depression is up. There are more people are on depressive medications and whatnot. And some people do need those because of chemical imbalances. But there's a, such a rise in aimlessness and feeling of worthlessness because when that's the God that you serve, the God of evolution or randomness or whatever, there is no love in it. There is no feeling that you are needed or you have a purpose. And the most human questions that every person has is who are we, what are we doing, why are we here, and where are we going? The rebellion of evolution says that you're a random mistake. Yourself, um, you're, what you're doing is you're self-serving. Why are we here? We don't know. Make your own truth. How often do you hear that? You make your own truth. You're, you make your own, you decide who you are. And where are we going? Totally unknown. We don't know anything about the future. God's answer to all those is, who are you? You are children in his image that he made. What are you doing? Serving a purpose in his plan. Why are we here? For his glory. And where are we going? To a home forever with him. Okay, there are answers that we have because of the Bible and what God has given us. So we're going to have to stop there for tonight. Um, we'll talk a little bit more, I think, next week, at least to wrap up humanity and what our purpose that God gives them right there on, in those first days that they're created and while they're in the garden because there are purposes right there and some of those things roll over into our life now. Okay, thank you very much guys.